Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Friday, December the 3rd, 2021. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over a really, really stout nine-game NBA main slate on DraftKings and FanDuel and a seven-game main slate on Yahoo for tonight's NBA card. It's going to be a really good one. There's an absolute enormous amount of news, so we are not going to waste a lot of time. We're going to get to this, get it out there, make sure that everybody's able to get their contests locked in, get the initial lineups in there, and then we're going to go from there. Um, if you want to join us at Coach Talk, go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up there. We have a multitude of different options for your memberships. You can get as little as a three-day for $10 or a five-day for $19. Friday, always a great day to give the weekend a run for $10. Bucks. You can't beat it. You get all our NBA action today and tomorrow and Sunday, and then obviously all of the NFL action uh, on uh, Sunday as well. So NBA, NFL, all weekend. All right, <clears throat> if you're watching on YouTube, real quick, quick thumbs up as usual. Hit that uh, subscribe button and then give us a little comment. Really appreciate uh, just a little comment of any kind. Uh, really helps us to move up the algorithm on YouTube and it's much, much appreciated. We do these podcasts seven days a week for the NBA in front of the paywall as well as three for the NFL in front of the paywall uh, also. So uh, you know, the, the good pat on the back for us is when we see a thumbs up, we see uh, a subscribe and, a, and a, any kind of note to us that lets us know that uh, we're helping you out. So, and we also love to see your winners. Uh, we had some good winners last night um, on FanDuel and Yahoo specifically, and uh, hope to sweep the board uh, with everything tonight. All right, we're diving in. No playing around today at all. Uh, we it uh, we've got the first game on the slate. It's a seven o'clock game. It's the Miami Heat and Indiana Pacers. It's Indiana minus five. The total is a scant two oh six and a half. Implied for Miami one hundred point seven five, and for the Pacers one oh five point seven five. Coming into this game, Miami is thirteen and nine. The Pacers nine and fifteen. Injuries abound here. Uh, for Miami, out is Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Not, not big names there at all. <clears throat> They're both sitting this game, so I'm glad we have the news early. Um, Markeith Morris and Victor Aladipo also are out. Uh, Justin Holiday, TJ McConnell, and TJ Warren out for Indiana. So, Definitely changes the perspective of this game a lot when you look at uh, uh, some of these guys that are out. As far as uh, statistics, going to go just a smidge different today just to mix it up a little bit. We always do offensive and defensive efficiency and pace. We're going to do pace, but I want to just do uh, offensive points per game and uh, points allowed per game. Just a little spin on. Uh, the, the defensive and offensive efficiency that we usually do just to give us a look, uh, keep us fresh with the numbers. So in pace, Miami's only 28th, uh, Indiana 19th. So that's part of the reason why uh, you're seeing a low total here. Uh, points scored per game, Miami 14th, Indiana 16th. 
Miami's only allowing the fourth most points per game, so their defense has been solid. Indiana's in the top half at 14. Uh, you know, you got to look at some Miami Heat guys because usage with Bam and Butler off the floor uh, just makes it almost necessary to have some of these plays. Uh, Kyle Lowry was a monster disappointment for me last time out at 7-8. You certainly could consider him Tyler Hero as well at 7-5. If you want to go on the cheap, you've got the Duncan Robinson 4-5, Dwayne Dedman 4-8 as your best options there. All those guys in play, I'm definitely going to have some exposure, one or two guys from Miami, just because there's just such massive usage that has to funnel uh, to these guys. Indiana, you know, you've got some expensive prices on Brogdon at 8.5, Sabonis at 9.6. Not sure I want to go there against uh, a defense, obviously, that's not going to be nearly as good with Butler and Bam out specifically, but they still place bolsters defensive schemes and do limit teams. So not looking to dive there. Lavert at 5-7, Duarte at 4-4, and Turner at 6K are all tempting because of their lower price. Wouldn't uh wouldn't fault you for going with one of those guys. I'm going to be looking to do that specifically in a GPP. All right, game two, also 7 o'clock. Cleveland Cavaliers, Washington Wizards, Washington minus three. You have a 208.5 total. Cleveland 102.75 implied. Washington 105.75. Cleveland comes in at 12 and 10. Washington at 14 and 8. Out for Cleveland is Jetty Osmond and Dean Wade. And then you've got two questionable tags for Washington, uh, Avdia and Aaron Holiday. So that affects the rotation there. We know Bryant and Hashimura remain out. Statistically wise, pace, 23rd for Cleveland, 24th for Washington. That hurts for sure. That does not make you jump out of your seat. This doesn't either. 25th in points per game for Cleveland, 20th for Washington. And then defensively, you have two strong teams here defensively. Cleveland is second in the league in defense. Isn't that amazing? Allowing points. Nobody would have believed that at the beginning of the year. Washington's still solid at 12th. They've been in the top 10 quite a bit, but they are 12th. So this, you know, this is one of those games where you have a nine game main slate, seven on Yahoo, and you got a lot of choices here. Um, and with this pace and this defense, you know, this game scares me. I know Washington's only favored by uh, three, but, you know, if you want to look at a few guys, Garland at 7-2, Mobley 6-7, Jared Allen at 8-1, Rubio's down to 5-9, but again, this, this game script doesn't really play out for much ownership here. Dinwiddie's a very fair 5-9. I mean, that's lower than he's been. That would probably be the guy I'd look to. Uh, in this game. It just seems like that's just too low. Uh, Bradley Beal, 9-2. Uh, you know, you can look at Kuzma, 6-4. He's been super inconsistent of late. And then you got, you know, that mixture of big guys and guys off the bench just on this type of slate. And th in this matchup, aren't that exciting. So maybe a Dinwiddie, maybe one of the Cleveland guys you can look at as, as a one-off, but I would not be surprised if I didn't fade this game uh, completely. 
All right, game three, 7.30. We're already to the 7.30 games. There's two of them. Um, the games are really spread out well tonight. We have a lot of basketball. It's Minnesota at Brooklyn. Now this gets your attention. How about Brooklyn by 7.5? 222.5 is the total. 107.5 implied for Minnesota, 115 for Brooklyn. 115 is a big number in this day and age. As far as injuries go, you've got Duke, Joe Harris, and Irving out for Brooklyn. And then a bunch of information here on Minnesota. You've got a probable Edwards and Vanderbilt. And then you have a questionable uh, Noel and Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, questionable. Uh, Patrick Beverly and Jaden McDaniels are already listed as out. So lots of shuffling there with the Minnesota team. What does that do to this game? Well, if Cat's out, you know, Russell and Edwards are going to get the majority uh, of that usage. And then Nas Reed will be the most popular player uh, on the slate if if Cat's ruled out. Nas is only 3-3. I like him. He gets it done. I think that he's a great play, but only if Cat sits. Uh, also, wouldn't mind following up Nas with uh, Nas Reed with either D'Angelo Russell or Ant uh, at eight seven or eight five. Either one of them, I think, would be a decent play uh, in this game. If you want to go super on the cheap, uh, didn't work out really much last time. He's okay, Torian Prince, but and uh, Malik Beasley. But again, you can be very picky on a huge slate like this. Uh, the question is, uh, you know, with the one fifteen. Total, one of your payups really, you know, are pointing towards either James Harden at 11.5 or Kevin Durant at 11.4. That's what's going to be interesting here. You know, Vanderbilt's a good defender. If he sits, that helps Durant a little bit. Not that he really needs any help. Um, But one of those two guys, I think, is very logical here. I mean, this could be uh, really a key game, the key game on the whole slate. It's the highest total. You know, these teams are going to get up and down. And, uh, you know, that's that's really going to be interesting. As far as statistically goes, um, let's take a look at this. Minnesota's ninth in pace, Brooklyn 13th. So that's a positive. Minnesota 13th in scoring average and Brooklyn 10th. Defensively, Minnesota's lower half now at 17. Brooklyn is 11th. They've slipped down a little bit as well. So you've got all kinds of possibilities here. Uh, either the buy-up to, to Harden or Durant. Can't afford to do both. There's no way. If you want to go on the cheap for your secondary Brooklyn guy, you've got a lot of options here. Patty Mills at 4.8. DeAndre Bembry at 4.5. LaMarcus is 6. Uh, that's really about as far as I'd go uh, with that group. Uh, Blake Griffin is 4. But you, know, you don't want to dig too deep here. Um, so definitely going to have exposure here. One or two guys from the Minnesota side and probably one of the big chiefs from Brooklyn. I just think you got to, you know, you got to bite the bullet and spend the bucks in this game. All right. The other 730 game is the Philadelphia 76ers and Atlanta Hawks. We've got Atlanta minus one and a half, 216 and a half over under 107 and a half implied for Philly 109 for Atlanta. Philadelphia uh, is 29th in pace, Atlanta 21st. So let's keep that in mind as we look at this, because that is a deterrent for sure. As far as uh, 
injuries in this game. Uh, Philadelphia comes in at 11 and 11 with Tobias Harris added to the questionable list uh, today. So I've got a feeling Harris does not go. We know Riller and Simmons are out. And on Atlanta's side, we have Reddish, who is uh, doubtful. He missed the uh, last game, uh, I believe, or was it the game before? But we know Bogdanovich and Hunter are both out. So, yeah, with those guys all missing, you're going to have, you know, the Herder and TLC uh, love flowing that way. So not my favorite game by any stretch on the slate. Again, you know, you've got slow pace with these two teams at 29 and 21. Philadelphia is only 18th in the league in scoring. Atlanta does score the ball at 7th. Philadelphia is 10th in defense. They have, you know, as longer Embiid plays, the further up they'll go. Atlanta's down to 20th, but they were all the way down to uh, 27th in that neighborhood as far as points allowed per game. Now it's 20th. So there are some options. There's some decent plays here. Certainly not a key game for me. If Tobias sits, that certainly puts a lot more onus on Embiid. He's 10-5, and, you know, salary's going to be a thing today. There's no question about it. Um, Tyrese Maxey at 6-9 in play. Um, after that, you know, you've you just got a lot of rotation. you got a lot of guys that are going to get minutes, especially with Harris out. You're going to get a lot more. Thibault, Milton, Niang, Drummond, Korkmaz, just too tough to try to distinguish between usage and exact minutes for those guys. I think Embiid's the key go-to guy with Maxi not too far behind. On the Atlanta side, Trey's all the way up to 10-2. Uh, not probably where I'm going to go there today just because of the cost. Kevin Herter at 5-1, you know, if his three counterparts at the wings are all out, I just don't see how you don't go back to that value. He paid off for me uh, in spades last time. Very interesting to look at. TLC's only 3-2 if you want to go down there. Uh, John Collins at 7K and Capella at 8-3. Also off the bench, you've got options like uh, Danilo Gallinari at 4-1, Lou Williams at 4-2. DeLon Wright played a bit for 3-3, didn't look that great to me. Um, you know, I think Herter's the play on this side of the ball. I think Collins is going to grab some of that usage. Obviously, with all those shooters being out, there's going to be some people that have to uh, get some shots up. Um, you know, Lou Williams did it the last game. A lot of people are going to flood that direction. I, I don't think I will. I think that's a bit of a trap at 4-2. I think I'm going to focus more on Herter, possibly Collins, uh, but not running to either one of them. Not like I say the greatest game on the slate. All right, we've got Orlando and Houston, eight o'clock game. It's the only eight o'clock game on the board. Uh, Orlando is uh, underdog here. Houston favored by two and a half. Uh, 217 is the total. 107.25 for Orlando implied and 109.75 uh, for Houston. Two young teams, both struggling. Orlando five and eighteen, Houston five and sixteen. So, you know, a draft uh, draft type game here. Who's going to get the higher pick? Both with only five wins, this could be a tiebreaker down the road, way down the road. But who knows? Uh, Orlando's group that's out reads like a who's who: Michael Carter Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Etwan Moore, and Jalen Suggs. All out. 
For Houston, we have Porter questionable. That's an important one. And we have um, Christian Wood is uh, probable. So, you know, expect him to play. I'm not sure if he'll have any type of minutes limit. Out Garuba, uh, out John Wall, and Jalen Green. So definitely shakes up that lineup for sure. As far as statistically speaking, we've got uh, Orlando 11th in pace. Houston, the fastest paced team in the league. So that gives some credence to this game. No question about it. Um, and then offensive, offensively, though, in points per game, this is the killer. Orlando 28, Houston 24. You would think teams that are pushing the ball the way they are and getting so many shots up that they'd score a lot more. But they're so terribly efficient offensively, both teams, just young and feeling their way uh, that, you know, that hurts. But on the equal side of that, neither team is defending hardly uh, at all. 23rd for Orlando in points per game given up. Houston 26th. So they're giving up a bunch of points. Neither team defends real well, and there's decent pace. So I'm, I'm going to buy into this. I think that there's some great plays here. I know I'm on that Cole Anthony bandwagon all the time, uh, but at 8-2, I'm starting to get a little nervous on that price. I like them a lot here. Don't know if I can afford them with wanting to pay up for a couple of bigs, uh, you know, earlier in the slate. You have uh, Wendell Carter Jr. at 6'5 and Mo Bamba at 6'4. They're both decently priced. Um, after that, you know, Franz Wagner is up to 5'8. I just think that that's a little too high. Uh, Gary Harris, no interest at 4K or even Ross at 3'1. I think it's the main guys there of Anthony Carter and Bomba that you look at. Houston, if Porter plays or not, is important. Uh, Eric Gordon certainly is a, is a fine play in this game. He's only 4'9", and he's going to get a lot more shots up. If Porter sits as well as Green, then Gordon has to be <clears throat> one of the chalk plays on the slate at sub-5K because he's going to have the ball in his hands. We know he shoots a ton. So fantastic value play there that makes some things work. Um, after that, though, you know, Jay Sean Tate at six, a little too high. Christian Wood at nine, three, but he's not 100% in my opinion, and that's a little bit too pricey. You can take those stabs at Armani Brooks at three, four. He might be the best value guy uh, beyond Gordon in this game. He's getting more minutes. He's producing. I think he's a nice play. Rest of the group, not interested. All right. We're told you we're not messing around today. We're getting through this, and we're going to get these lineups built. 8.30 game, New Orleans Pelicans, Dallas Mavericks. Dallas by 6.5, 216.5 total, 105 implied for the Pelicans. Mavericks, 111.5. That's a good number. Like that number for sure. Um uh, coming into the game, the Pelicans are six and eighteen. Mavs eleven and nine. Questionable tag on Josh Hart. That's important. He's been getting mid thirties minutes. Uh, Luzada and Williams are Williamson still out for the Mavericks. Uh, we have Nidalekina now is probable. He's missed the last two games. The guy that's questionable, uh, more likely doubtful, and I have him already listed is out in my opinion. That's Porzingis. And then Willie Cauley-Stein is out for sure. Um, 
Statistically, uh, we've got Pelicans 20th in pace, Dallas 27th. Not conducive to a lot of DFS opportunities. Scoring the ball, nothing to write home about at all. Pelicans 27th and Dallas 21st. Defensively, um, below average as well. Pelicans all the way down to 25th. They just stink all the way around. Uh, Dallas below the halfway point now at 16th defensively. So, you know, one of the payups you got to consider, as we know, is Luca. He's 11-8, which is a pretty big number. Um, you know, we need to see if Porzingis is in or out. A lot of people think if Porzingis sits, you have to fly to Luca, but there's really not much of a difference in Luca's numbers with Porzingis on or off the floor. But you know, at 11-8 as one of the payups, possibly if this game stays close, he could have a huge game, uh, especially with Hart out because Hart does uh, like to guard Luca and does a decent job. So if Luke, if uh, Hart sits, that does put Luca in play as one of the payup guys, uh, definitely as an option here. Um, other than that, though, if Porzingis sits, it's just a mixed bag of junk right now between Bullock, Finney, Smith. Powell Hardaway. Don't want any of those guys. The only guy I'd consider is Jalen Brunson because he slipped down below 5K again. He's 4.9. He's certainly capable of uh, hitting that number and then some. So Brunson really, other than Luka, would be the only two considerations for me on the Dallas side at all. On the Pelican side, if Hart sits, it does open up some more time usage and minutes for guys like Graham, Alexander Walker, and, of course, Ingram. Ingram's 7-9, which is fair. He could be a, a nice play here. If Hart plays with no restrictions at 5-5, five, five, he's in play. Uh, Devontae Graham, I don't know if I trust, but at 4-7, not bad. Um, after that, you know, Herbert Jones at 3-7, playing like a rookie. You know, you just don't know what to expect there. I think the best play, though, and he's expensive, but the best play on the Pelican side is Jonas Valachunas. He's 9-4, which is a hard pill to swallow, but I just don't see anything on the interior for Dallas that's really going to stop him. You know, they had the Moses Brown experiment, uh, He, you know, and I don't know if he's back down. They talked about sending him back down to the Legends. I'm wearing the old Texas Legends gear today, by the way, so that's ironic, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't trust, in other words, I don't trust that, you know, the spots of how they're going to defend them. But I think Joe Val's the play out of this game. You know, we always attack a, a big uh, when they play the Dallas front line, but the, the Dallas front line is in more disarray right now than it has been. So uh, I think that uh, Joe Val could make my lineup. It's that simple, but the salary issue is going to be tough today. I'm telling you, I know there's some value and more will open up as the day goes on. 100% stars and scrubs bill, though, for me. I can tell you right now, there's no question about it. So that's the direction we're looking uh, as far as that goes. All right, 9 o'clock uh, game, uh, the only 9 o'clock game on the schedule, and then we have two late games. That 9 o'clock game is Boston and Utah. <clears throat> Utah's favored by 8. The total's 210. You have Boston with a 101 implied, Utah 109. <clears throat> Coming into this game, Boston 12 and 10, Utah 14 and 7. We know Jalen Brown is out and Forrest is questionable for Utah. 
So, you know, the Brown news, always big. Do you pay up for Tatum? I mean, I get it. He's 10.1. He's very playable. I'm probably not going to go there, but I think, you know, he certainly deserves to be uh, in consideration. But, you know, at Utah with their defensive scheme and the elevation, <clears throat> I just don't think I want to spend the big money on Tatum today, although he's well worth it. Schroeder, uh, if he's starting at 6K, I think is, is a fine play. Um, after that, you know, I'm not going to go for the Horford, Robert Williams look. I think that that's a little bit of a, not timeshare because they're both on the floor, but they're taking rebounds and, and usage from, you know, both sides. And then they have Gobert defending in the middle. You know, the other aspect of this game statistically is Boston's only 25th in uh, pace, Utah 17th. So that's not good. Uh, Boston 19th in scoring, much uh, less than people anticipated. Utah does score the ball. They're third. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about a few guys on their side of the ball. But defensively, you have two top eight teams as far as points allowed per game. Boston being eighth, Utah being third. So this game is not going to be one uh, that I race to. But if you do look on the Utah side for possibilities of play, Conley's had a lower ceiling than any time in his career. He's at 5'7". Mitchell at 8'8". Sort of expenses, expensive. He's going to get some smart defense, some Tatum defense. Uh, not really wanting to go there. Uh, Bogdanovich O'Neal. Gobert's 8'6", but, you know, with the duo of Horford and Williams in there, I just don't like the play. So uh, this game is is really one of my least favorites on the board, to be honest with you. Uh, Schroeder, I think, may be the only reasonable play. Or if you really see a game from Robert Williams at 5-2, he is cheap. But I'm not going to go there. All right, two late games, 10 o'clock. We've got the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. Golden State minus 7, 216.5 total, 104.75 implied for Phoenix, 111.75 for the Golden State Warriors. Warriors coming off a, a rare loss, so we'll see how they bounce back. How about these two teams, though? Phoenix 19 and 3, winner, winners of 18 in a row, and the Warriors at 18 and 3. So you got two studs uh, teams right here, the two best in the league right now, flat out. So fun game to watch, interesting game to see. As far as injuries, uh, Nader questionable for Phoenix. We know the big news Booker's out, uh, Kaminsky and Sarge remain out. And then same three for Golden State. Uh, Iguodala, who's missed a couple games, and then, of course, Thompson and Wiseman. Uh, as far as statistically in this game, you've got some low number, all single digits and everything across the board. Phoenix is fifth in pace, Golden State seventh. Got to love that. Secondly, scoring the basketball. Phoenix is averaging the fourth most points in the league. Golden State is second. So they both know how to score the ball. Unfortunately, the reason why they're both such, you know, strong winners, you got two great defenses. Phoenix is sixth. Golden State's still number one on defense. So where do you go here? That's the question. Do you need exposure here? Do you want exposure here? I think this game is going to get a lot of play. It's going to be watched by a lot of people. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be over-owned a little bit. I'm not going to dive on it like crazy. I do think Chris Paul at 8-4 is very tempting with no Booker. 
I think Mikhail Bridges at 6-1 is very fair. But, you know, it's hard to dive on a bunch of guys from this team uh, against that stout defense. Now, I played Cam Johnson as one of my core plays the other day. He's only 4-2, and he did great. I think that he's in line to, you know, have a nice game here again. Not as crazy about him as I was the other day, but I still like him. So really, Paul Bridges and Johnson are my considerations. Not looking to uh, pay up for Aiton in this matchup uh, with the defense interior for Golden State. Um, on the, the Golden State side, Curry, 11-9. Definitely a stinger price. Uh, I'm probably not going to go there, and I know I hate to do that because you got to love when you have Curry in the holster going into that late game. But there's just so many good pay-up guys today. And he gets Chris Paul and the, and the stout defense from Phoenix. So I don't know. I know I could very much regret it, but uh, certainly wouldn't blame anybody for playing Curry. You never can. Um, pulls up to 6-5, a little pricey against a good D. Wiggins at 6-6, same thing. Um, Draymond's up to 7-4. So they've been priced up, Golden State. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, Looney had a decent game the last time out <clears throat> at 4K, but I I'm, I can't do it. So, you know, not a lot of exposure in this game for me. If I have the, uh, some way of making a star scrubs that I can include a Paul, that would be great. If not, uh, more so Bridges or Cam Johnson. All right, we go to the last game. Nine up, nine down, no messing around. We're going to take everything down tonight. 10 o'clock game, L.A. versus L.A. Which one's the home team? L.A.'s the home team. Now, Clippers, Lakers. Clippers, uh, it's a 218.5 total. Lakers are favored by two. And then you've got a 108.25 implied for the Clippers, 110.25 for the Lakers. Interesting game here. Two teams uh, that, that want to win here. 11-11 Clippers, 12-11 Lakers. We've got uh, injury-wise, Batum, Leonard, and Preston out for the Lakers. Bradley and LeBron James probable. Anthony Davis is questionable. And then Ariza and Nunn are out. So lots of news needed for this game on the Lakers side. We already know what the scoop is with the Clippers. Statistically speaking, you've got the Clippers uh, – a good a good pace team, middle of the pack. Lakers at three in, in pace, so they're really getting up and down the floor. Clippers are six scoring the basketball. Lakers are only 22nd with all those superstars. That's crazy. And then allowing points, the Clippers are seventh. Would you believe the Lakers are 28th in the team and allowing points per game? So they are getting absolutely filleted. And uh, again, lucky to be 500, really. So this game is, is really tough to figure. Uh, I can tell you this much. I like LeBron James in this game. And I know a lot of people are going to say, what? I mean, but if you've read the headlines the last couple of days, a lot of stuff about LeBron being washed up, uh, you know, that he's at, you know, we're finally seeing that decline, a bunch of stuff like that. And I'll tell you what, LeBron is one of those guys, I've said it before, you don't want to, you know, rile the dog there because he will bite you. And at 10-4, I'm going to consider him. I know that uh, he's going to be lower owned than usual. Uh, but if Davis is out, I, I mean, 
Russell Westbrook is such a train wreck half the time with his turnovers. He's 11K. Don't want to go there. But LeBron at 10-4 to me is a, is a decent play. Now, if Davis plays, he's 10-9. It's so crazy to have three guys from the same team 10.4 or higher. That's just, I've never seen it before. I think it's a first. Um, it, it, but it makes it almost unplayable. Um, the, and then, it, you know, you look at the ancillary guys and they stink. I don't want Bradley or Howard or Anthony. Uh, maybe Horton Tucker, if Davis sits, he's 5'3", but he can throw a clunker on the board too. So I'm going to consider LeBron, going to consider Horton Tucker, uh, but really not excited about this game. Uh, some exposure, yes, but not excited. As far as the Clipper side of the ball goes, like I said, you know, the Lakers aren't defending anybody. So you've got Jackson at 6'6". He's been a bit inconsistent. Bledsoe at 5'3", same thing. Uh, Paul George at 10'3". You know, do you want to pay up on that side instead of the other side with the Lakers? That's a question. I do like Marcus Morris at 4'7". I think that, you know, now that he's back in the flow getting minutes uh, consistently, I think he's a dangerous player, but a lot more so if Davis sits. Um, after that, you know, Zubach 4'8's cheap, uh, man at 4'9". Uh, not really interested, though, in going there either. Lots of options today. Lots of great plays. Definitely stars and scrubs. We'll certainly have some more uh, value open up. But I think, you know, that hopefully gives you a good look at all nine games. Uh, we smashed through it 35 minutes here and, uh, you know, give you a chance to take a, a listen, start building those lineups. There's some really good contests in all three of them. Remember the Yahoo's qu uh, quirky today, only seven games where FanDuel and DraftKings have the nine game main slate. And it's 7 p.m for uh, DraftKings and FanDuel and 7.30 Eastern for Yahoo. So that is it, my friends. Uh, Friday, love it, TGIF. Um, and uh, we want to crush this late. If you want to check us out, go to dfscoachtalk.com. Come on in, at least try us out. Three days, 10 bucks. You'll be with us all through the weekend. Get all our information. We've got all kinds of statistical analysis. Our team for NFL with Andrew Hansen leading the way with Josh Crash Davis and Joe Omaha, Joe Stanton. Those guys are phenomenal. And uh, I'll be here all weekend with the NBA. I wanted to plug, we're going to have a, a giveaway, another giveaway for a membership tomorrow that we're going to launch on the NBA podcast. Saturday is always the podcast that I do with Crash Davis. Uh, we'll build, also build a FanDuel, Two Brains Are Better Than One lineup, uh, and have that giveaway tomorrow uh, on that podcast. So tune in for that. And then, uh, you know, like I say, jump in our Discord. Uh, we've got all kinds uh, of stuff going on there. Our man, Jet, uh, also known as uh, John Weehouse, is going to be putting all the statistical stuff up, all the anal analyzation of all the analytics from Pro Football Focus, who we partner with, our uh, good uh, member, Make It Happen, has all kinds of info and stats he's putting up uh, from different entities, uh, fantasy labs, et cetera, in the NBA. And uh, so we're just a wealth of information in there. A lot of people sharing and giving information, and that's how we do it here. So we really do appreciate everybody for listening in. 
I want to thank everybody for uh, all the support and tuning in, all the positive words. Much, much appreciated. And uh, just kill it tonight. Let's go take some stuff down. No messing around. So appreciate you listening in. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. I'll be back tomorrow with Josh Crash Davis. Check out our NFL podcasts that have posted. We've got the big one posting tomorrow for uh, Sunday's action as well. So uh, thank you again, and we'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.